Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, everyone? Thanks for being here with me today. A lot has happened in BYU athletics recently, from coaches moving on to players entering the transfer portal to 108 student-athletes graduating Thursday, including Super Bowl champion Dennis Pitta and USA women's soccer standout Ashley Hatch, who we had on the show last week. Congrats to all those graduating. So cool for them. It's such an incredible feat to be an elite athlete and to do well in the classroom. So with all the strange things going on in the weird COVID year, most of those athletes had to play through or not play through. I think we all deserve some wishes. If you could have three wishes granted for BYU sports this year, what would they be? We'll discuss that. Plus WCC player of the year for softball, Violet Svodniks joins me to talk about her incredible success in her short career so far, plus if she misses playing baseball. But first, with me now is a jazz fan in Mavericks territory, or was, Spencer Linton. What's up, my friend? Hello, Lauren. Greetings from beautiful Shreveport, Louisiana. And as you mentioned, we were in Dallas last night just watching some epic playoff basketball between the Mavericks and the Jazz. Well, I'm glad you're here with me. It's always a, a pleasure There have been some interesting things happening with BYU sports as of late, as you know, that have left some fans worried about the state of the athletic department with coaches and players leaving at about the same time, which personally I think is completely normal and how the college landscape is right now, honestly. But Spencer, you know better than most, so what would you say to ease the minds of the fans who are a little on edge about the sudden departure of a handful of coaches and players? Well, I think that the off season and and not being in the midst of either football or basketball just gives people more time to think about it, which always kind of makes things worse exponentially. Um, And and you kind of got to push it forward. And it's hard to do that because people kind of live in the moment, understandably. And uh, the frustration grows when you see it on social media and it's posted on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and wherever else. And so, I guess the naysayers and the negativity just because can kind of naturally grow. But in terms of just like attrition and movement and players going into the transfer portal to, to ease the minds, I don't know if this will ease minds, but this is kind of a new reality. We just have to accept. I mean, there are over 1400 division one men's college basketball players in the transfer portal right now, which is just crazy. And BYU is not going to be uh, immune from that. So while Mark Pope and the Cougars have certainly benefited from the transfer portal and getting some high-level guys, this is just, it's going to be natural attrition. However, I do think that the transfer portal thing will calm down a little bit now that uh, COVID is, we think, over for like a third time. And (laughs) that COVID exception, uh, allowing players an extra year of eligibility has, for the most part, gone away. I think that will, uh, the numbers in the transfer portal will start to plateau a little bit. And because right now between COVID and the one year exception rule that the NCAA granted on top of having an extra year of COVID eligibility has just made the transfer portal go from zero to hundred miles an hour, literally in less than a year. And right. so I think we'll see that start to plateau. So maybe that makes people feel a little bit better, but this is just a new reality and world that we live in uh, with collegiate sports. There's free agency in, in college sports and name, image, and likeness deals and, it's just, it's a different game, different reality, and it's okay. That's that's okay. Um, I think that when 
you get to the next season, that's when people can really start to kind of like mentally push it forward. And so I just say to BYU fans, hang on. We're only a few months away from BYU football summer camp starting up. And then the speculating begins on can BYU football win 10 or more games for a third consecutive season. Lauren, they might start ranked in the AP top 25 for just the fourth time in the last three decades. Think about that. Awesome. Yeah, preseason rankings don't happen often for BYU. And so just give it a little bit of time. All those preseason magazines coming out, rankings, projections, when that stuff starts to happen, people will very quickly stop thinking about losing an assistant (laughs) basketball coach to a rival and losing players to the transfer portal and saying goodbye to Jeff Judkins and losing a head baseball coach, those things, while still prominent, will not be at the forefront. It'll be more about, okay, what is in front of us? What are the opportunities that lie ahead for BYU and specifically football? Because like it or not, in our country, football is king. Absolutely. And like you said, we we are fickle as fans. So we deal with whatever's in front of us. And it's actually, it can kind of give you a whiplash if you're on social media, especially Twitter, seeing all the different things that are happening and being announced and all the people complaining. And then the next day they are super happy because BYU football is ranked preseason in the top 25. But that's what we do as fans. That is what we do. And that's okay. So I want to to help brighten all the fans' moods today. I want to talk about, Spencer, the best-case scenarios. Or in other words, if you could have three wishes come true for BYU sports this year, what would they be? And I asked you all on Twitter, but I want to start with you, Spencer. What would be your three wishes for BYU sports this year? Number one, something I was just talking about, BYU football, under the direction of Kalani Satake and the quarterback, Jaron Hall, they win 10-plus games for a third straight season. That is rare territory. This to me gives me hope that BYU will be able to transition into the Big 12 a little bit easier than some of the other group of five teams that will be making the jump up to consistent Power Five competition. Because BYU has been doing it through more than a decade of independence, and now they're winning a bunch of games. So wish number one is 10-plus wins on the college football schedule for BYU, but there are some specifics that have to happen within that 10-plus. Okay, number one, BYU needs to exact some revenge against Baylor at home. So the 10 wins have to include a win over Baylor. And maybe even more importantly, Lauren, BYU needs to beat both of the Pac-12 teams they will face on this mm. year's schedule. Mm-hmm. So that that narrative can continue that BYU the are the de facto rolling. Pac-12 champions. Yes, BYU's got to beat Oregon. and got to beat Stanford. you got to beat Baylor en route to a 10-plus win season. So that's kind of an encompassing first wish. But 10-plus wins with specific victories. Because who doesn't want to remind the Pac-12 that BYU has now, after going 5-0 and last year, and then if they beat Stanford and Oregon this year, winning seven games a row, in a row rather, against the Conference of Champions. So that's wish number one for me. Are you okay we, with we that? Are ab- we are absolutely petty like that. I, that is one of the biggest reasons I want to beat those two Pac-12 teams. So we can <laughs> continue bragging. Okay. Because that's how we are. All right, what's number two? Okay, wish number two, and this goes back to basketball, where there has been so much attrition. Uh, obviously, Chris Burgess going to Utah as an assistant coach, and listen, that's a good move for Burge. And don't write out the idea that, hey, if at some point there becomes a vacancy for a head coaching job at BYU, and and Mark Pope seeks out a different type of scenario, maybe the Kentucky job comes open and he goes back to his alma mater. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but just saying if he right. happened to leave. 
Chris Burgess is absolutely a guy that could step into a head coaching role at some point, and mm-hmm. he's got ties to BYU now. So just because he's gone now doesn't mean he's gone forever. But that said, <laughs> BYU needs to get back to the NCAA tournament. The last thing they want to yeah. do is miss the tournament two years in a row when they're then transitioning into the Big 12. So a trip back to the NCAA tournament is wish number two for me, for BYU basketball. And that probably means the Cougars have to go out and get a big-time scoring point guard in that very, very flourishing transfer portal. And there are some big big names in the portal right now. So BYU's got to get that point guard to lead them back to the NCAA tournament. That's wish number two. Well, like you said, Mark Pope has done a very good job at getting some of those big names in the transfer portal. So you lose some, but you also win some. And Mark Pope is definitely taking advantage of that. All right, what's your number three? Okay, number three, and this is more for just the fans in general. Uh, I want fans at BYU to embrace and understand how spoiled they are with BYU women's sports and to show more support Mm. for the women's teams at BYU, specifically women's basketball, uh, because volleyball and soccer, look, they get a lot of support. There could be more, but they're consistently winning. But to see what BYU women's basketball did recently was fabulous. And when they finally got some support and had over 6,000 fans against the Gonzaga against Gonzaga in that epic senior night, that was special. So Embrace women's sports, get out and support if you can, and spend some more time watching teams that consistently win. I mean, BYU softball has won 12 straight conference championships. They've gone to 16 consecutive NCAA tournaments. They don't get very many fans at their games, and I kind of think that is such a, it's such a shame because they consistently just keep on winning. So that's my third wish, more support for the women's teams, more fans in the stands and continued success as, uh, you know, fans get on board and support them in you know, those other sports that sometimes don't get enough publicity. And the other thing is, it's not just to kind of a, a I don't know, just like, okay, we'll come watch you guys because we feel bad for you. They are entertaining and incredible athletes. Like you spoke of soccer right now. I mean, sorry, softball. And we have Violet Zavodnik coming on after this and she has just been an incredible athlete for the BYU softball team and I if I'm being honest with you nothing against the baseball team because they are they are awesome I would rather watch softball because uh, over baseball it's a quicker paced sport there's a, mm-hmm. a you know a lot a little a lot more going on so if if baseball is a little bit too slow for you you need to head on over and watch the softball team because it's it's they are so awesome and entertaining to watch all right Spencer here are my three. Um, I thought long and hard about this, and my first wish would be world peace. And by that, by that I mean, <laughs> I want all the fans. I want all the fans to calm down and just enjoy the ride, whatever comes. I know it's my fault that I get on Twitter, but man, sometimes I leave that place so depressed, just looking at all the terrible things that fans are saying back and forth. It, I just want everyone, like you said, BYU athletics, women's and men's, have been absolutely incredible um over time and we are very very spoiled and i know that's what we do as fans and that's okay but i just want people to enjoy the ride whatever comes support these incredible and young athletes might i add 
Um, so that's my number one. My second. Wow. For, Listen, when yeah. Elon Musk takes over, everything's going to be solved. Okay. When he takes over Twitter, that, that's going to solve that issue. <laughs> World peace. Or, or maybe not. He'll make, <laughs> he'll make sure it happens. All right. My second would be for women's volleyball to win a national championship. They've been so close for so many years now. And Heather Olmstead is one of the best coaches in the country. So I really want that to happen. And also women's soccer, if I'm, if I'm throwing that out there, because obviously they were the runners up last year. They deserve to win. I want to see that happen for my third wish. I want BYU football to make the college football playoffs. Spence. Wow. Wow. Notice I didn't say they had to win. I don't want expectations to be too high entering into the big 12. How about a new year six game? Lauren, can can we just do a new year six game? Okay. I'm okay with new year six. Let's do that. (laughs) And like I said, I don't want expectations to be too high heading into the big 12. So I just want an appearance and a tight, Uh good game. You know, uh-huh. awesome if they win, but that's not part of my wish. I just want them to make it. We, we, we will change it to New Year's Six for you, Spence. Okay. Okay. What do you, what do you think of those? World peace. I love them. Women's volleyball, football. Yeah. You know, <laughs> for, for everything that Heather Olmstead has done, she's just got a ridiculous mark going. She wins like yep. 90% of the matches that she's coached at BYU. Think about that. That is ridiculous. Yeah, you're winning nine out of every 10 matches that you play in your, now, what is it? seven years since she took over that that Mm -hmm. is absolutely bonkers yep so it would be nice for her because she's been to the final four uh she and her brother sean when heather was an assistant went to the national championship match back in 2014 then sean took the head coaching job with the men obviously but it would be nice yes to have her get back and win the big one and bring byu women's volleyball national championship that I, I think that's my favorite of your three picks just because I, I know what it would you. mean to the Olmsteads and everything yes. they put into volleyball. Men's volleyball's won three. But remember that men's volleyball only has about a sixth or a seventh of the number of teams that are in women's volleyball. There are 301 yeah. NCAA Division I women's volleyball teams compared to about 50-ish on the men's side. So it's just so much more difficult to get to the final four by mere percentages, right? I mean, you're, right. when you're one of four teams out of 301 that gets to the final four, that is a significant accomplishment. So yeah, it'd be nice to see her take the next step and, and get that national championship. And man, we'd hang like the biggest banner ever in the Smith field house. And they should. <laughs> they totally should. And I think it's going to happen. I really do. It's going to happen. I'm going to predict Spencer in the next five years, there's going to be a women's volleyball national championship market down. Lauren McLean, my prediction. All right. Uh, at Kendrick black said healthy football team retention on men's basketball and a cougar tail flavor other than maple. Those are great wishes. And I've heard that I okay. have heard the maple bar, the cougar tail one, a lot of times where they need a different flavor. It still hasn't happened. I don't, I don't know why, but uh, that's Kendrick's wish. So shout out to BYU. Uh, at Lime underscore Crush said outdoor national championship for Steeplechaser, uh, women's cross country getting back on the top step of the podium, and men's cross country returning to the podium. Obviously, a big track and field fan here. Yeah, I wonder um, if they like running. I mean, that's just, it's just, <laughs> yeah, they a might. Guess that 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 they, they like. Might running and track and field <laughs> at agent Jared Hawk said 
three national championships, football, men's basketball, track and field. Oh, okay. Um, there aren't blue goggles big enough in the world to fit that. Uh, and have, I, I've seen some lofty blue goggles. Like, I've seen some big blue goggles. <laughs> I, there, there's not a pair big enough for that. <laughs> well, we have a few of those. We uh, had someone say football, national championship, basketball, and baseball, and women's soccer. So, I mean, okay. listen, Smith, okay. if we get any three wishes, of course you're going to go big or go home. I like this one from <laughs> at Sky J Street. He said, Cougar Tales filled with Nutella. Just one wish. Not three. That was his one wish. I can, that's I can super sweet. That. I mean, that's a lot of sweetness. Can you handle a cougar tail filled with Nutella? Like, that's sweetness overload. Well, I know you and I can because true. 50% of our diet is sugar. You're not I supposed to talk about that on national oh, yeah. radio, Lauren. You don't bring that I mean, stuff up. Remember, salads. that stays between us. Salads, vegetables, fruit. <laughs> that's what our diet consists of. Oh, I love it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tweeting in. And Spencer, thank you for coming on with me, my friend. Have a blast in Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Lauren. I'm going to go exercise the demons that got the better of BYU and the Independence Bowl here in about 10 minutes. So we're going to put the do. bad mojo to sleep. Yep, we're going to put the bad mojo to sleep here and uh, douse it with BYU Sports Nation karma and come back with only good vibes. Absolutely. I love it. Thanks so much, Smith. Up next, the woman played baseball in high school, won WCC Player of the Year last year, and is a gold medalist. BYU softball outfielder Violet Zavodnik coming up on Cougar Tailgate. Softball is playing in sunny San Diego right now, led by WCC Player of the Year, Newcomer of the Year, and gold medalist Violet Zavodnik, and she's here with me now. Thanks for coming on with me today, Violet. Thank you for having me. You are an incredible player and so much fun to watch. I'm so curious, what are you thinking about headed into each game? Because, I mean, you started as a freshman and you were so dominant, you have to have the right mentality. So what are you thinking about when you head into each game? Just to make every game moving forward better as the last, I think embracing what I did and mistakes that I had and fixing it and just having fun and looking forward to playing with my girls every day, just enjoying the fact that every game was always a new day, a new start. I love that. You had a historical freshman season last year. What did you learn last year that you feel like you've carried into this season? I think relying more on my teammates and just enjoying just enjoying the game in general because I feel like a lot of people overlook the fact that this game is very mental and very hard on us in general that we just need to focus on the enjoyment and the fun of playing with like family like people and just playing with the letters that we represent and all that and just enjoying the game to an extent where it's not just gonna like hurt us or mess with us it's just like bringing a new light into it, into a world. Hmm, man, I love that mentality so much. And it seems like there are so many amazing personalities on the softball team. So I'm sure it's easy to have fun day in and day out. Personality wise, what do you feel like you specifically are known for on the softball team? It's a hard one. Um, personally, me, I think where I'm coming from, I think I'm really good about just including everyone, talking to everyone, 
I'm sure everyone's okay. I'm more of a person that likes to put people before me and put people, people's happiness before me. So I think for me on the softball field, I just want to make sure everyone's having fun. That they're all okay because we're all here for a reason. We're playing D1 softball for a reason. I think that making sure that they're okay, making sure that they're having fun and making sure that they know that they're this good. I think that's what I do personally on the fields to benefit my team. Oh man. And that is so important. And I feel like, especially for the, the incoming players and the incoming freshmen. And what's so cool is you're just a sophomore yourself. So you have lots of years to make an impact in your short career. So far, you've won all the accolades in the WCC, your gold medalist, one of the best players in the country in your eyes, what's been your best accomplishment in your career so far? Honestly, that's a hard one. I don't know. I personally don't look at like rewards or like any of those because I'm just kind of like, I'm just playing the game here for it. I'm playing for my family and for everybody. But I think if I had to choose one, honestly, probably being player of the year and freshman of the year, I don't, it hasn't been done in conference. I wasn't even trying to do it. I was just kind of playing my game. But I think if I had to pick one, it'd probably be that one. So cool. BYU softball is dominant year in and year out. And you guys were 26 and 10 headed into the series against San Diego. What do you like about this year's team? I like that we're just more like a family. I think it's just a good thing to have a team be so like family oriented so for each other everyone laugh everyone's good friends like it's just a good time I think coming to the field and knowing that I'm playing with what I call my family it's just like like a relief because I'm like I don't think I would want to go out with any other team but this one so I think moving forward this team is just I don't know the chemistry is just something different this year so cool. I like that you keep calling the softball team your family. I think that's such an important thing and a huge part of the success you're having. And I know you've talked about this so many times, Violet, but you played baseball in high school, which is just incredible to me. What was that like playing in a male-dominated sport? Obviously, it was a little different because a different atmosphere, different people coming, being a girl, it's just like a different feeling. But I think it's just, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity, just like winning a gold medal, but I, it mostly put a different perspective on how I play the game, how I look at the game, and it gained more family. Like obviously, like the softball team, my family, but those kids back in high school, those are my brothers, the people I always talk to every day, the people that I look up to, the people that they look up to me. We just have good conversation, but it made me realize that a game is just a game it shouldn't affect how you see the outside world shouldn't affect as you go in when you step on that field like that's your game and that's who you want to play but off the field like you get to enjoy the life that you have outside and I don't know I think playing it obviously has gained more like IQ or how I see it but I think mostly it's just about like family oriented changing my perspective on the game and learning to enjoy every minute of it. You guys play at Miller Field and you're right next to the baseball field. Do you ever like glance over and you're like, man, I miss playing baseball. Do you ever miss playing it? Oh, 100%. I think I say this to come up with some of my friends on the baseball team and even my friends on the football team. I enjoyed baseball so much. And if there was a chance that I could play, I would 100% go back and play 
because COVID ruined my senior year. Mm. Probably the best team, and not going to lie, in that program history. But I just, going back and playing with them, I would do it 100 times over. I would do it anytime, any chance I got. Like, just playing with them is so much fun. Oh, I love that. So, I mean, baseball and softball, obviously similar, but they're two different sports with different techniques and obviously how the ball comes out of the pitcher's hand. What was that transition like from baseball to softball for you? It was a little hard because playing in fall in high school, baseball was always playing games, softball, we were always playing games. So every week I'd be transitioning and it was very tough and very mentally tough too because I wouldn't do the best in baseball, nor would I do the best in softball. Mm-hmm. But I think I just had to keep a good mindset and know that when I did come to the baseball field, whatever I did, I wanted to do for my team. And then when I went to the softball field, whatever I did, I wanted to do for my team. So I think the transition was very hard because overhand, it's different, different pitches. Underhand, it's coming from different heights, different speeds. So it was definitely a challenge, but I think just knowing that my team has my back whenever I struggled. I think that's what helped me push through all like the rough at bats and the rough like changes between the two. And both coaches knew that I played baseball and softball at the time. So they were willing to help me no matter what. So I was always able to adapt when I needed to change from one sport to the other. Well, obviously you're an incredible athlete because to come out your freshman year after playing baseball in high school and do what you did in softball, is honestly, it's like stunning. It's it's incredible to think about. And I'm with you. I love baseball, but I really love watching softball. It's a little bit of a quicker pace. What would be your pitch for fans to come and watch softball this season? If you had to give them a pitch, what would it be? Oh, that's a t- tough one. I feel like the one that goes to my heart always just because it's just what it is. Girls are always better than boys. I think that's the one thing I would say. <laughs> but honestly, I think I would have to pitch that like I don't know softball is just easier and more like exciting to watch I feel like baseball it's a great sport and sometimes do gets very boring because it's just a very slow pitched game but I think softball you're always entertained no matter what there is there's always something that's going to be exciting to watch during the game absolutely I love it WCC player of the year newcomer of the year and gold medalist Violet Zavodnik from BYU Softball. Violet, thank you so much for coming on with me today and good luck in San Diego. Thank you for having me. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Violet Zavodnik and Spencer Linton for coming on the show with me. You can join Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.